Thank you, band. That was awesome. I see Tanner's moved from the guitar to the keys. Next thing, he's going to be on drums. Next thing, you'll be preaching. <laughs> okay. Let's see, let's see how you panic during the week. Um, I think the guys are going to bring up the pulpit. Um, uh, we, we, we're shuffling things around a bit. Is that okay? We thought we could do that because we've been on sabbatical. So we can, we can make a few changes. What do you think? So, so we, we, we're shuffling some things around. Um, for those of you who don't know, and maybe you joined a little bit late in the service, uh, my wife and I have been on two months sabbatical. We had an incredible time. And thank you again so much just for affording us the opportunity to do that. We've got an amazing team that just made things happen. And the best thing about it is they weren't doing it for us, but they were doing it for the Lord. And, uh, and, and volunteers, we, we checked in every now and again, and uh, God has been doing amazing things. And you didn't really miss us, which is a good thing. Uh, and I'm being totally fine with that because a church, and I believe, and honestly, it's one of my biggest concerns when I look at some of these mega ministries and organizations around the world where they rely on an individual. It's, it's a problem. It really, really is. Uh, because if something happens to the person, many times that ministry just plummets. And uh, our church should never be, uh, you, know, uh, you know, hinging on, on a single individual or a gift of an individual, but a, a collective of people. And that's what the church is. The church is the body of Christ. So maybe Tanner could just preach next week. No, I'm only kidding. Um, uh, but just a couple quick things, um, you know, before I get into the message, um, just thank you so much that we were able to go for two months. Um, we, we did here, and I'm, for those of you who uh, know me, I'm a pretty direct talker. Some people said, how did they afford a trip like that? Just so you know, most of our trip was sponsored to us. We were given an incredible opportunity. We had flights sponsored. When we were in California, uh, people paid for us to go to Disney, which was just incredible. And then there were these little blessings along the way. Do you remember the favor series that I did uh, a couple years ago? There were lots of those. Can I just give you one quick one? So we, we fly from New York to LA in a flight that was gifted to us. <laughs> we land in LA and our two check-in bags didn't arrive. Most of our luggage was just hand luggage. We just check in two bags when we travel as a family. It's just easier that way. Shoes in one and dirty laundry and then jackets and toiletry bags. So we arrived there and I'm so irritated because they haven't arrived. The lady said, uh, no, they I came on a different flight. I'm like, why would you do that though? I don't understand. Well, you know, because we checked in early as well. I think they just shuffle flights and bags around just, you know, for uh, weight purposes and saving money. Uh, there was a Bulgarian guy next to me. Where's Christian? I saw him. He was at the back. He was, he was shouting, and I can only guess swearing in Bulgarian. Uh, it, it was the funniest thing. He got so riled up, and I wasn't helping either because I was also getting a little bit frustrated because I said, there's also some medication in our check-in bag that we need. And she looked at me, and she said, we advise our customers to check put the medication in their hand luggage. I just leaned over and said, I advise United to put the customer's bags on the same flight that they're on. And she just kept quiet after that. Anyway, but a blessing in disguise. How many of you know that God always works with these things, right? So I said, we need these bags tonight. She said, that's not gonna be possible, sir, because it's already like 9, 10 at night. And LAX is just a crazy, crazy place. Next morning, our bags didn't arrive, so I get on the phone. And you know me, I'm a little persistent. I'm like, guys, our bags have not arrived. We've got toiletries in there, and we've got clothes and some shoes. Didn't arrive. She said, okay, let me check and get back to you. Okay, they're going to be coming soon. A few hours later, they hadn't arrived. I said, what are you going to do about it? Because we need to, shoes and clothes. She said, well, rather reluctantly, by the way, uh, we'll give you like maybe $150 to $200 to go buy some necessities. I said, per person, because that means there's six of us. She said, yes. So if you do the math, it's $1,200, which is like 20,000 rand. I said, thank you, I'll take that. 
We went shopping. And United paid for all clothes and new shoes. How awesome is that? And we had to show the slips. It's just amazing. And she said, within reason, sir. I was like, I, I needed an Armani suit. No, I'm only kidding. I didn't. But, but technically, if you're a businessman and they, they don't have your suit, you, you can go by and they've got to pay. And actually, they were quite like cautious in the email. Do we consider this like a case, case closed? You know, they very uh, their customer service is pretty good in America, and they gave us one thousand two hundred dollars. Isn't it amazing? How's that for a favorite story? So thank you, God. <laughs> and they arrived later that day, by the way, at four o'clock, as we got back from the shops <laughs> with the slips. <laughs> anyway, uh, but God is awesome. Just uh, before I get into the, the message as well, just uh, want to remind people, uh, because as I said, we're mixing up things with the service and the way we do announcements. Uh, new people, those who've been visiting us or, uh, you know, for the past month or two, we've got a partnership coming up this week. So we'd love you to come and meet the team and just hear what we do uh, as a church and how you can also be part of this church. We'd, we'd love for you to be added to this family. So that is coming up this week. And also, those who want to be baptized in two weeks' time, you saw the video up front. This coming Sunday, there's going to be a teaching after the service. This morning and evening, if you would like to find out what it means to be baptized. Maybe you've got some questions, so you can come to the teaching. It won't be long. It's about 10, 15 minutes after the service. Is that okay? Awesome. How many of you have been watching the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial? <laughs> Anyone? Come on, let's be honest. It's like this little, like, I don't know if I should be. Who's been watching the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard trial? Okay, catching little clips of, you know, these videos on, on Facebook or everywhere else. Is, it's been quite interesting. But one of the things that always... Uh, you know, strikes me when you watch any of these trials is, is the different perspectives, right? There's always a different perspective. And then you don't know actually who's lying. I know most people are siding apparently with Johnny Depp, but I can, I do sense like even from her side, I mean, she's not lying about everything. You know, I mean, they had a tragic relationship to be honest. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just an absolute mess. I'm actually horrified hearing some of the stories. You're like, God, help them. They need Jesus, right? But you realize you know, even within relationships or, you know, business arrangements, there's always a different perspective. And the other person will always have a different perspective to you. For those of you who've been married, it's quite baffling sometimes. Hey? They're like, can't you see what I'm trying to tell you? And the other person has a different perspective. And it's so important to be able to, to understand fully is to try and understand from a different perspective, right? And I want to just do a two-week series on perspective, how can we better understand God? And it was so clear. It was a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, we, we were gifted with an opportunity to go and stay with a, a friend's apartment in Salt Rock. So Jen and I, so after a month overseas, we came back and we sent the kids back to school. And then we were, were able to go away. It was just Jen and I. It was amazing. It was just like honeymoon. You know, just her and I. And we did nothing. <laughs> it was awesome. We went for walks and runs on the beach, had coffee. We went to this one coffee shop. We were there three hours. It was amazing. Had no one to see, no one, nothing to do. It was awesome. But I, I remember started obviously thinking, okay, we've got to come back. I've got to be honest, a little bit of the boarding school feels, you know, back to boarding school. Anyone have those? Sunday night boarding school vibes? It's like, okay, you know. We, we dropped my son back off boarding school this last Sunday, and we were starting on the Monday. And driving home, I said, it feels like back to boarding school first too. We're starting work tomorrow. And I said to Jim, at least we have purpose. At least we're going to something where we enjoy what we do, and we have the privilege of seeing people's lives being changed. And we all have to work, right? And I'm just grateful that I get to be part of God's work, and we're all part of God's work, but that we can have purpose. 
But in weeks leading up to coming back, I just started to think about some of the stuff that I wanted to preach on. And the one morning I, I woke up early, some days we slept in, we allowed to sleep in, hey, Scotty, every night again, huh? Hey? Gemma says you don't allow her to sleep in. Is that right? Your daughter. <laughs> no, Scotty, uh, I've got to tell the story. So Scotty and I, we go to a conference, and some people say I'm ADD, okay, but this is, this, is, this is cool. So we go to this conference, and we're in Australia, right? Now we are, like, messed up with our time. And I set an alarm for 10 a.m. because I know that's technically, like, 2 a.m. back here or whatever. And I wake up. And Scotty kind of like half wakes up. I was so stoked. To, I almost took a photo of Scotty sleeping in until 10 a.m., you know? So he said, Scotty, what, what's, Scotty said to me, what's the time? I said, 10 a.m. He goes, can't be held. So I said, no, it's 10 a.m., but remember, it's like 2 a.m. He goes, no, I feel like a slob, man. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> sleeping in. Anyway, we slept in. And uh, one of the days, though, I got up really early. I love uh, sunsets. For those of you who know me, I love taking photos of sunsets. Every now and again, I catch a sunrise. So I'm sitting on this apartment, looking over the sea in Salt Rock. I think I've got a photo of uh, one of them. And there's this beautiful sun starting to come up behind the clouds, which was pretty cool. Um, and it started just, you can't capture it really well on, on, a, on a phone camera, but it just started making these rays. And right then and then, God reminds me of this scripture. And it says here in Hosea 6.3, let us acknowledge the Lord, which if you look up the word acknowledge, it means to, to understand or, or to try and fully grasp. Let us acknowledge it all. Let us press on to acknowledge him. The word press is run after, to pursue, to chase after God. As surely as the sun rises, he will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. And I was just sitting there and just reminded as surely as the sun rises. It's just like this incredible it's amazing. Every day the sun just comes up. I know sometimes we don't see it. But as surely as the sun rises, he will appear. God is present. He is there. And I, I just, that scripture just impacted me. And I remember I went and got in the shower. And I was like saying, God, what am I going to speak on when I get back? And as clear as day, I heard this, just give them perspective. How big and how small. How big, how small. How big God is and how small we are, but not in a way to make us feel small. It's like the idea of significant insignificance. How intricate, how detailed, and that's going to be next week. But today, I just felt to help us in a small way, because there's only so much you can do in 20, 30 minutes, how big God is. I love the same scripture in the Amplified. It says, so let us know and become personally acquainted with him. So let us acknowledge him, like in the other version. Let us press on to know and fully, to understand fully the greatness of the Lord, the greatness of God, to honor, to heed, and deeply cherish Him. His appearing is prepared and is as certain as the dawn, and He will come to us in salvation like the heavy rain, like the spring rain watering the earth. And you're saying, Hilton, please do not ask for any more rain in KZN. I know that. We don't need any more. But there is this assurance, this confidence in the greatness of God just appearing in a sunrise every single day. So hence the title, perspective, how big, how small. And for anyone maybe under the age of 30, I'm not sure if you've even watched uh, something like this, but there was a guy called Louis Giglio who did this 
a video series um, called Indescribable. And he, he also did one called How Great Is Our God. Then he did another one with the whales singing along to the song How Great Is Our God. If you haven't watched them, uh, incredible. And I actually re-watched some of those as well, just for perspective, right? But I, I've always been fascinated with, like, eternity. So for me, Jin always says to me, you don't have to understand. Like, why you always want to understand? I just, I can't understand the fact that some, there's something never ends. I'm like, there has to be a wall. And then your mind tells you, oh, but then there is what's on the other side of the wall. It's like, I can't understand infinity. I, I just can't. And maybe I'm not ever meant to, right? But there's some things that frustrate me so much. I try and get into and try and fathom and try and think. And that's when I just surrender. Like, God, you're just amazing. You're too big. But I've been fascinated with stars. What fascinates me is the fact that some of those stars, and I might just blow your mind here, might not even be there. And you're saying, what do you mean? We can see them. Some of those stars are thousands of light years away, Right? So the light hasn't yet reached us or the non-existence of light. Maybe it blew up, but we're only going to see the effects of that in 50 years. Think about that. So what you're seeing is not reality. It's 2,000 years ago. Does that make sense? Think about that. What you're seeing happened, that flicker of light, some of those, happened years and years and years ago. Some of you are saying, no, it can't be. My mind just starts to like, so when, you know when, when at the time of Jesus, when the star came and, and shone, like there was that full, this is not a full moon, right? This is a star. God might have had to have orchestrated that a few years earlier for it to happen that night. So I was in the bush. I wish I had a better camera, but I've got a really good camera on my phone. And I took this photo, out in the bush, there's not a lot of light around, so I took this pic through the trees, beautiful, and the stars were just like out there. And then I zoomed in a bit, or I actually got out of the trees, because it's pretty, you can't, and I was like, my goodness, look at that. I mean, you don't often see that, you know, around here anymore, because of all the light and the, you know, the pollution. And just... So, so then, I, then I thought, let me try something. And then there's a way that you can let in more light, open the shutter speed on, on phones. There's lots of stuff you can do on your phones that will blow your mind. And le- I thought, let me let in some more light on the exact pixel. So for reference, you see those like little three lights there? Okay, they're the three stars. They're, like, it uh, shifts a little bit up now. But just, just, I opened the exposure a bit more. Can you see something else? Can you see all those other little dots? Those are stars that we don't see with a naked eye. And then, really bad zoom in, right? This is not NASA stuff here, but zoom in. You can see my hand wasn't so steady. <laughs> That's why some of them are a little elongated. Those are all stars, which you never see. When you see black, those are stars. Just, we just don't see them. And we live in this little tiny subdivision of what's called the Milky Way galaxy, right? Now, we need something called light years to measure this galaxy. Now, for those of you who maybe haven't been at school for a while or not quite sure, let me explain what a light year is. Light travels at the speed of 300,000 kilometers per second. Okay, it hit the back wall. So as I turn this on, that light hits that wall. That's the speed of 300,000 kilometers per second. Light travels around the earth seven and a half times in one second. 
Now, we just traveled around the earth, and let me tell you, it took a lot longer than that to get back. We did Nashville, Chicago, Chicago, Dubai, 14 hours. We waited nine hours in Dubai. Then we went to Dubai to Durban, eight hours, waited in the plane two hours, and then flew to Durban. I promise you, we were shattered. And that's only like, I don't know, 10,000, maybe a little bit more kilometers, 14,000 kilometers. 300,000 kilometers per second. It will go around the earth seven and a half times in one second. So if I had to just go there, it went around the earth seven and a half times. Have you ever watched the new Top Gun movie? Anyone watch it? You haven't watched it? What's wrong with you guys? Movies are the best thing. The day it came out, I went and watched. Oh, I mustn't say anything. Okay. They all die. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> all, I know, all I know is that some people have aged, some haven't. Okay. Tom Cruise looks pretty good for 60s. Incredible. Anyway, um, there's a, a, a scene where they're testing a plane to try and go the certain speed, Mach 10, which is like just over 10,000 Ks per hour. That's, I mean... I don't even know if that's real life. If it's actually happening in reality, it was just a movie. But I think the fastest planes that have ever been are like 3,000 kilometers. Blackbird was a plane that went 3,500 kilometers per hour. This is 300,000 kilometers per second. Just try and get your mind around that. Now, the sun, they estimate, is 151 million kilometers away. So basically, for us to understand, if you drove at 100 kilometers per hour, it would take you 177 years to get to the sun. Get in your car and drive for 177 years. Okay, have we got anyone here today that's 77 years old? Anyone older than 77 here today? She's having a dose. Okay. That's fine. Another hundred years, <laughs> and, you and you'll get to the sun. Driving at 100 kilometers per hour. Isn't that incredible? 300,000 kilometers per second. Now, the sun takes, for a flicker of light, it takes 503 seconds for that light to reach us. That's why it takes about 8 minutes, 20 seconds, apparently, for the sun's flicker of light to reach us. So if the sun blew up, we would only see it eight minutes, 20 seconds later. But don't worry, you wouldn't be able to do anything because we'd all, all be gone. Okay. But how big? How big is God? Now, when we start to look at galaxies and all things like that, the centimeter is not going to help us. The meter, not going to help. The kilometer, 100 kilometers per hour, driving for 177 years, even talking in those terms of kilometers are not going to help. We have to use something called a light year. So it's that speed, 300,000 kilometers per second, traveling for one year. Light doesn't make that noise, but I would think it would. <laughs> it will travel 9.46 trillion kilometers in a year. Now, I did that on my iPhone and it came up with an E. You've got to, you've got to turn it sideways to see the 9.46. Can you see that? I actually did the mass this morning. There, it gives you an E that way. If you turn it this way, for those of you who didn't know that, by the way, <laughs> some of you say, oh, I hate that E, but just turn it sideways and it gives you, <laughs> gives you more space, right? 9.46 trillion kilometers in one year, that is what's called a light year, okay? Now, the Milky Way, 
which is our known galaxy, has billions of stars. Hundreds of billions of stars and hundreds of billions of other galaxies that they suspect. That's just what we know in the known universe. And there's an astronomer called David Block, and he, uh, he's based at Wits University, actually here in South Africa, and he had this, um, this thinking. Because many, many years ago, they, uh, there was this theory that there were a thousand stars in the sky, like way back. And then there was like someone came out and said, no, there's a thousand and ten, you know, and like, and as technologies increased, people have come to understand there's a lot more than that. So I want, I want to help you understand this. So this is David's blocks theory, right? I took this pic uh, on the beach the other day. Um, you, got, you don't get to appreciate it really with the colors, but I enhanced the light and there's actually a little bit of color that came through. I think you can see it a bit on the side screen with the blue. That's taken with an iPhone. Okay, so if we had to count the stars in the Milky Way galaxy, one second per star. So we're going to go, so we, we come to this one and we go one, two, three, four, five, six, and we keep counting. It will take us 2,500 years to count the stars in the Milky Way. 2,500 years. Now, none of us are going to be around that long. That's like 35 generations. Isaiah 40 says this, to whom will you compare me? Who is my equal? Asks the Holy One. Look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and his incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. How big? Now, I want to show up a, a, a pic of, well, it's an artist's impression of what the Milky Way galaxy is. No one's actually gone up there and taken a photo, right? But this is what they think the Milky Way kind of looks like. It's, it, it's this beautiful spiral, okay? And they estimate that the Milky remember I spoke about what a light year is, okay? 300,000 kilometers per second. That light traveling for... One year is a light year, right? They estimate the Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across. Get your head around that. 100,000 light years in distance. Light traveling at 300,000 kilometers per second for 100,000 years, and you'll go from the one side of the Milky Way to the other, and that's just our galaxy. Now, maybe you're asking, well, where are we in this whole thing? Are we in the center? Because I'm sure everything revolves around us, right? Must be. <laughs> they can't even put a pixel in this photograph to even show where the sun is. Well, not even the sun. Actually, our whole galaxy, our whole, like, what do you call it? Solar system. But we're about there. Somewhere there. In the middle of nothing, really. Maybe you're asking, well, where's earth? I don't see me. Where am I in all of this? We're we, we there. And maybe to help you understand this a little bit more, this blew my mind as well. I've got a five rand coin here. If that's our solar system, okay, so the sun with Jupiter, Pluto, earth, the moon, everything, our whole solar system, 
if that's the size of it. This, on the content of Africa, is a perspective of what the size of the Milky Way is. Let me do that again. This, our whole solar system, in perspective size, put down on the ground here in South Africa, in comparison to the size of the whole continent of Africa, that is the size of our solar system. Some of you are like saying, I think you're talking a little bit of nonsense here. I'm going to go do some Googling. Go Google it. I mean, Earth in this solar system is the hoof of this horse thing on you. I don't know. It's incredible. And of the billions of stars, the billions of galaxies, and all these little balls turning around the sun, you have you and me on this, this earth, this home. I think it's a picture of earth. There's us there. And we decided to put Africa right in the middle because often you see the one with America in the middle. We chose Africa because that's where you and I are in the bigness of all of this. Isn't that incredible? Now, I'm not trying to make you feel small. I'm just trying to tell you that you are small and God is big. God is massive. There's a couple of scriptures that help give us perspective of how big God is. Listen to these. David um, often wrote about in the Psalm. In, in Psalm 92.5, he says, How great are your works, Lord. How profound your thoughts. Psalm 33.6 says, The Lord merely spoke, and the heavens were created. He breathed the word, and all the stars were born. Jeremiah 32.17 in the message says, Dear God, my master, you created earth and sky by your great power. By merely stretching out your arm, there is nothing that you can't do. And we sung about that earlier. I love this Isaiah as well. The prophet says this, Who has scooped up the ocean into his two hands and measured the sky between his thumb and little finger? Even God does the shaka, by the way. But he says he measures the sky. Now remember, just our galaxy is 100,000 light years across. I think when talking about the sky, he knew that, well, God knows there's a whole bunch of other galaxies and skies, right? He measures it in the span of his hand. Who has put all the earth's dirt in one of his baskets, weighed each mountain and hill? We climbed up the amphitheater last uh, week and... And next week, I'm going to show you something of that. But just the majesty of this mountain and the rocks and the size of everything is just mind-blowing. How big. But in all of that, as we kind of come to a close, I really don't want us to be overwhelmed, like, oh, how small and insignificant we are. But I want us to try and grasp just how big our God is. But more than that, is that our big God chose to come to this little speck of earth and send his one and only son so that you could connect with him. Isn't that powerful? That he chose to send his son to die for the things that we do wrong, the sins. And this scripture in Psalms 103 has always fascinated me as well. He says he has removed our sins because that is what blocks us between us and God. He's removed our sins as far as the east is from the West. 
So just even our perspective of the Milky Way, 100,000 light years across, but it's much more than that. That's how far apart. He's removed our sins. They are remembered no more, some other uh, verses say in the Bible. It's a sobering thought, right? It's this idea of significant insignificance. How big, how big is our God? How great is our God? And I hope that just gave you a little more perspective of the God that we're dealing with. And he is big enough to help you with your small little problem. And next week, we're gonna look at how small. But before we do that, Many years ago, I, I watched this video. I don't even know how I saw it, or, but I, I managed to find it again. And it shows, and I'm going to only show you the first half this week. Next week, you'll get the second half. So at least you're going to come back, right? If it's not for me, it's for the, the, the video. And then we're going to just spend a moment singing a few choruses of how big our God is. So watch this first half of the video for perspective. <laughs> 